Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Luck We Had. This is the Shameless Recap Podcast. We are your three hosts, Amanda, Evan, and Lena. We're very excited tonight because we got a DM a couple of days ago that Noel Fisher might be in a Marvel film, so that's what we're talking about right now. No, 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 no. Limit series. Marvel series. A series! A Marvel series. Disney Plus, yes. And Lena, um, would you like to gloat a little bit? I want to gloat. <laughs> I cannot believe that we predicted this because we were like noel homeboy has been so ghost on social media we were like where has he been and then he pops his ass right back up and we on our last episode were saying oh he probably has a new project because he's never on social media unless he has a project and then guess what gets announced noel's new project project. yep we we are so built different, guys. We are. We are I'm built different. How many yes. things have we predicted just in like the last three episodes? Oh, so God, many. God, so many. I can't believe how correct we were. Like, so the list that we got put out is like Assistant 2 and then a predicted cast for this thing that we think is called Secret Invasions. It's going to be a Marvel miniseries. It's probably going to be one of the, the new like generation of Marvel people that are coming of. Because I feel well, like right after the Hawkeye show, they don't have any other like main tier Marvel movies anymore of like the main guys. I did a little bit of research. It's based on, I think it's based on an already existing comic series mm-hmm. that is like part of the Marvel universe. Is it a different timeline? I mean, because Michael B. Jordan is in it. And if he's playing the same character he played in Black Panther, his character died in Black Panther. It's like specifically like a Nick Fury thing. Okay. Oh, interesting. Because Anthony Mackie, Michael B. Jordan, and Samuel L. Jackson are all on the roster. So Captain America and possibly Michael B. Jordan's character from Black Panther and Nick Fury are all in this. Interesting. And then you have Noel Fisher. (laughs) Yeah. So it's about like, I did a little bit of like looking up stuff. So like, it's about like the scrolls, scrolls. S-K-R-U-L-L-S. I mean, can you tell that none of us are really, like, super into Marvel? Right. But they're, like, a, they're aliens. Oh, are they the people that were in Captain Marvel and that showed up at the end of WandaVision? Maybe. They, like, steal identity. They're basically, like, shapeshifters, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the people from Captain Marvel and from the end of WandaVision. Okay. What people in the end of WandaVision? The, okay, the very, very end of, Mar- of WandaVision, who you think is, I think it's, they thought it was Nick Fury or they thought it was just some other members of S.H.I.E.L.D. morphed into these aliens. And it's you find out that Nick Fury has been up in a spaceship with these aliens that we saw in all of the movie Captain Marvel the whole time. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. I never saw Captain Marvel because I didn't care. <laughs> so there's a there's a war between the scroll and the Kree. Aren't the Kree from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yes. That's like what Peter's Peter Quill's like kind of da- pseudo dad is like. That's what he is. I think yeah. we, as of right now, it has not been announced like what role Noel is playing, or I mean, n- basically nothing about this show has been announced. Like no real plot. Just we know it's going to be like about the scrolls and whatever. And that filming is supposed to take place like honestly, like now. I feel like it's yeah. supposed to start, like, now. Which is definitely why he's working out on that hashtag-sponsored workout machine. Because he's probably having to do a lot of physical activity. Yes, that's probably why he's getting so built. But my question is, like, is he playing a superhero or is he playing an alien? Or a villain? Uh, no, because the guy who is already confirmed to be reprising a role is playing the villain. 
Not not Nick Fury, but the other one. Uh, we have Cameron being in our DC universe, and now we got Noel in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Cameron will make his ass over to Marvel. You know he will. Eventually. I don't think he wants to. We got Cameron in uh, Star Wars. Every- I always forget people know him from Star Wars. Kingsley Ben Adir is playing the villain. Interesting. Right. So, and additionally, people in this show, it's um, Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark, like we said, like Michael B. Jordan, Samuel L. Jackson, Anthony uh, Mackie. It might yeah. be like um an origin story of Nick Fury, or like it might be like him telling a story. So like it could be like people from his past or something like that. Because Noel probably like I don't think they're gonna give him like a brand new marvel character because like what is throwing me off is the michael b jordan of it all because like his character is dead unless right. he had some correlation with nick fury like before either like before his passing but that makes no sense to double cast a marvel character but haven't they double casted a marvel character before like an actor maybe somebody who like didn't matter but he's very well known in the marvel universe yeah. so i mean chris evans has played at least two different superheroes he was in the fantastic four before he was captain america yeah but that was before that was before marvel purchased the rights to fantastic four i think that's true that's that true. true so they don't exist in that universe anyway we know that this is not a marvel podcast but we <laughs> had a lovely user i believe by the name of sammy sammy yes we had a lovely user dm us and it was early. That was before, like, we ha- straight up hadn't heard of it yet. And that was before it hit Twitter. Twitter is not even really talking about it at all. So, That's yeah. So, we literally are secret agents. But, like, we called it. We fucking called it. He didn't want it to be weird when he was suddenly back on Instagram when he got apart. He had to ease us into it. Ease us right into like it. Like, promoting. Promoting, yeah. Noel, if you're listening... We fucking got you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> we fucking got you. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we could start off with a lighthearted part of the day because, oh, and also Emmy is like doing great with her, with her baby. She's just out here being a mom, posting mom stuff on Instagram. Absolutely love that. Uh, her baby was born with, um, hey guys, if you're pregnant, uh, get vaccinated because your baby will be born with antibodies. Yep. And I'm really happy that we have happy news and like weird stuff to speculate about because this week we're getting into the season finale of season three, everybody. Crazy. How are we here? How many fucking years has it taken us to get to the end of season three? Only one. (laughs) A year and a half? Only like a A year year and and a half-ish. That's not bad at all. We started season two back when, um... Back when the series was still airing. Okay, but if you think about it, we've done a lot of episodes. We've because we've done essentially four seasons at this point because we did the entirety of season eleven. Mm, That's true. very true. So That's very true. we've done four seasons worth of podcast episodes. Because let's be real, the minisodes were not mini; they were real. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were, were big. Real. They were big episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, the last one was like easily two hours long. I think our minisodes were sometimes longer than our actual episodes for the week. So yeah. So, you know. You know, we have a lot to say, and you're here to listen to it. We said many because some of them were like 20 minutes, and the finale- No, not 20. They were closer to like 40. That was a mini. It was 40 Uh, minutes. And the only reason is because it's like, we didn't go scene by scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this week, we are going to go scene by scene in season three, episode 12, Survival of the Fittest. Yes. 
I am just, I'm so fucking excited to end season three so that we can start season four. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. It's the best season ever. It's the best season of TV ever. I, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm literally foaming at the mouth. I love season four. Uh, it's the only series and season of television that has ever existed. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. I So I hope we're sufficiently hyping this up for you because- We're ooh. gassing season four up. We've been gassing season four up since season since one. Since season one. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, guys, for it's good like, reason. But that's because it's season four and it's just like, it's built different. Uh, so. It feeds us well. All of this is the build to that too. Okay. This episode aired on April 7th, 2013, the last year we knew peace in this world um, of Shameless. This episode was written by Eaton Frankel and Nancy Pimentel. This was a double hitter, this episode. Damn, double homicide. And of course, every episode has a staff of writers and like John Wells technically consults on all the scripts, but whatever. We just credit the like writer, the staff writer that is credited with the episode. So these are the two that are credited with the episode. Eaton, this is his fifth of 13 episodes. Uh, 107, Frank Gallagher, Loving Husband, Devoted Father. 205, Father's Day. And 210, A Great Cause. 307, A Long Way From Home. And this one. And his future episodes are 404, Strangers on a Train. 409, The Legend of Bonnie and Carl. Solid episode. Those are good episodes. 505, Rite of Passage. 509, Carl's First Sentencing. Also a great episode. 605, Refugees. 610, Paradise Lost. 706, The Defenestration of Frank. And 711, Happily Ever After. Mm. Ah! Happily Ever After! Happily Ever After! Happily Ever After! And also Carl's First Sentencing gave us, um, sorry I'm late. Yep. Yep. He's an ally. He's an ally. <laughs> he gave us he gave us both of them riding off into the sunset. Both of them. Mm. He's built different. Except the end of 7-Eleven. Oops. Oh. Oop, nasty. But, no, but in, like in this episode, one of them riding away. In that episode, the other one riding away. Like he did it. But he, he, did he left us with 7-Eleven. Then he was riding away. He was like, goodbye. Goodbye. He said, no more for you guys. He also writes on the show Animal Kingdom, which surprisingly is coming back for another season, even though an episode of it hasn't existed in like three fucking years. Oh. Sorry for your loss, Southland, Gossip Girl, et cetera, et cetera. Go Piss Girl. Go piss, girl. I say that every time I have to pee now. Go piss, girl. <laughs> Nancy Pimentel, this is the eighth of 27 episodes she ended up writing on. I did not look them Jesus. all up because that's a lot of episodes. Girl is working hard and busy. And she stayed on through the end of it. She's a writer on every single season. It's so many episodes, including the Hall of Shames. She wrote all of the Hall she of Shames. She wrote all of them. I remember Damn. people beef people beefed with the with the Hall of Shames, but I thought they were kind of fun i thought they were i thought i actually thought the galovich call of shame like for what it was was pretty good yeah some of them were better than others like we we obviously said what we wanted to say about those in like the season 11 episodes but like i really enjoyed the clip shows from not being a clip show like whenever it wasn't a montage the lip one the galovich one and the kevin v one were all really good i ended up not watching the kevin v one because i forgot but I heard it was good. I thought the Frank, well, the, mm, I don't know. The Frank one was like, whatever. The Fiona but... one was funny. I enjoyed the Fiona one because it was literally just everyone else being vloggers. See, I didn't like it because it felt like the show being like, fuck you, Emmy. Like, that's what that one felt like. Yeah, to me. it was sad, but it was still funny. <laughs> I just love them all being like. And then like Car- the Carl, Debbie, Liam one just sucked, but that was because they don't have a lot to go off of. Yeah, by, by season 11, they didn't have personalities anymore. This episode was directed by our man, Mark. Mark, my Lloyd. 
This is the ninth of 12 episodes he directs through season nine, and we've said them before, but they are The Pilot, a 109, But At Last Came a Knock, 112, Father Frank Full of Grace, 201, Summertime, uh, 204, A Beautiful Mess, 211, Just Like the Pilgrims Intended, 301, El Gran Canyon, 309, Frank the Plumber, this one, 409, Legend of Bonnie and Carl, 412, Lazarus, Mm. And 904, do right, vote white. He only directs heavy fucking hitters. Yeah. He did this finale and the season four finale. He did both. Fuck off. Mm. He knows exactly what he's doing. And in, so let's dive into the season finale of season three. Let's fucking do this. (sighs) In this episode, the synopsis, Lip is graduating from high school. It's the middle of the semester because I forget if he graduated early or if he graduated. It's not the middle. It's the end of the winter semester because he took like, remember he took like part of a gap semester. So they were like, you're just gonna have to graduate late. Yeah, I forgot if it was late or early, but he graduates. It was late. Yeah, he took four and a half years to graduate high school. But that was because he took like a whole gap semester because of the whole Karen thing. Yeah. But Lip is graduating from high school, so Fiona and the family prepare a surprise party for him. Frank wins a bet and uses the winnings to take Lip to take Lip out for lobster and some quality father-son time. That's it. That's the whole synopsis of this episode. Well, that's all that happened, so. <laughs> yep. The previously on was done by Frank, of course. And previously on, Veronica hates the whole way that she uh, got her mom pregnant, but her mom is pregnant. Lip knows Mandy hit Karen and he confronted her about it. Carl almost got arrested for the heist he pulled with Frank, but Frank took the fall. Mickey got married and Ian is spiraling. Jimmy said he was going to med school. He and Fiona got into a fight about it. And then Estefania's dad showed up and kidnapped him. And we, the (laughs) viewers, presume him dead. Dead to us. Title sequence. Last title sequence of the season. But unfortunately, we we keep seeing this exact same title sequence for five more fucking years. They changed uh, two clips of it until season 10. They changed the... It doesn't lip and... Instead of the the Karen one, one. it's like... And then it's, like, him and Ian fighting instead. Yeah, I think that... No, they both stay there. No, no, no. So it used to be Lip walking in, going to pee, handing the cigarette to Karen. And then they switched that once Karen was written off with Ian and Lip coming in, fighting, and then one peeing in the sink and one peeing in the toilet. I thought the fighting's there all year. No, both of those clips are there, like, from the beginning. No, that's... No. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I don't think that's true. Ian and Lip fighting is in this is in the opening credits from episode one. No, the Ian and Lip fighting has always been in the opening. I thought they replaced it around season three when they wrote Karen off. No, Karen is in the titles until season not until they changed it in season ten. That's not true. Yes, it oh is. Oh my god, that's not true. Yes, no, it is. I guarantee you. Go watch it right now. <laughs> no, yes, it is. Okay, I'm right. Fine. fine. No, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check this later. God, okay, we've wasted enough time on this. Okay, whatever. Well, I just needed to prove that I was right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no. Because when I first watched it, I paid attention to that. I was like, where the heck is that Karen scene? They kept Jimmy's ass in the credits, though. My Fiona point left. is, though he was made a, a regular cast member, Noel Fisher didn't get added until season 10. Yeah, I feel like that's just because he was, like, coming and going a lot. But he was a regular cast member in seasons four and five, and he's not in the intro. I know, it was bullshit. It was stupid. Yeah, it was bullshit. You are so right. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, it was stupid. Anyway, now we start the finale of season three. 
Frank wakes up in a holding cell because remember he turned himself in from the heist with uh, Carl. He's got a cellmate who has IBS. We open with a shit joke. Like this episode is disgusting the whole way through. Yeah, it's gross. And this sets the tone. He tells a cellmate to play the race card with his defense attorney. And Frank is currently suffering from withdrawal from drugs and alcohol. And the man like, also says he, like, beat the shit out of his wife and, like, murdered her, so... He murdered his wife. He, like, savagely beat and murdered his wife. Yeah, and then he was like... He was like, you should claim self-defense. Oh my god, it was so bad. I was like, this is disgusting. It was disgusting. And... But Frank is suffering from withdrawal so badly that he straight up passes out in his cell. He looks like a ghost. He really does. He looks bad this whole episode. At the Gallagher house, Debbie is trying to push her teeth together with her fingers uh, because she doesn't have braces. And Carl has been let loose in the house with a water gun. Poor boy just shoots her in the butt. <laughs> like, what's her pants? Doesn't she go, doesn't she go, quit it out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she says that. She's like, quit it out. <laughs> and uh, Lip asks, uh, hey, Carl, what the hell are you doing with a water gun in the house? And Carl goes like, I don't have a paintball gun. He's like valid <laughs> it was like makes sense <laughs> that's a fair enough answer to the question i asked and then carl goes on he's like you know i'm really gonna need a paintball gun when we move to michigan there's a lot of paintball places in michigan but lip's like uh we're not gonna move to michigan like lip is very rooted in the real world he's like let's this move is not happening since when is like michigan known for paintball like what is that a thing it's not i'm there right now <laughs> <laughs> surprise just moved to michigan today moved to ann arbor where jimmy would go um so yeah there's i've been to ann arbor once it's very it's very like little and cute there is not a single paintball place around me <laughs> debbie is disappointed to hear that they're not moving because she picked a fight with a girl at school she burned some bridges <laughs> i love her and also lip is graduating high school today but he's like not that excited lip, fiona's like it's a big day lip he's like it's a day i guess he's not into it but meanwhile, Ian, who, you know, was depressed for the last two full episodes, has a brand new spring in his step and comes bouncing down the stairs in his ROTC uniform. And like last week, he could barely go a day without drinking and couldn't get out of bed. And now he's happy and perky and being impulsive. Hmm. And we have to wait an entire hmm. season for him to be diagnosed bipolar. Like this wasn't a neon sign blinking in our faces. Well, because I also feel like a lot of people before they saw that coming, were like, oh, he's just angry. He's being petty. Because when you go see Mickey, he's like, I'm being petty. Like, I'm being... A yeah, he's literally like... Mm, I'm being... I, yeah, he's like, I'm being a bitch. <laughs> and I feel like even Lip, knowing everything that happened, rationalizes Ian's moods away with, like, what was going on. But, like, hey, Lip, you remember how your mom has bipolar disorder and she gets really, really sad and then she gets really, really, like, perky and active and your brother was just really, really sad and now he's getting really, really perky and active? Like, maybe let's put two and two together. I think it's maybe just because, like, instead of being, like, in bed all day, couldn't get out of bed, Ian was, like, drinking and going out. That he's, like, he's, mm. like, oh, yeah. he's not depressed. He's, like, getting up and doing stuff. But it's, like, well, it manifests differently for him. Yeah. And everybody was unaware of when he was upstairs crying into a bag of peas while they were all downstairs eating gay cheese. So. That scene was a little bit funny, though. I don't know. The snot coming out of <laughs> his nose. I was like, you need a tissue. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ian lies about his school having an ROTC winter ceremony. Lip doesn't seem to buy it. He seems a little like, what are you doing in your ROTC uniform? And like follows Ian out of the house. He's like, wow, you, you're looking better. And Ian says he's gotten over Mickey because how many times can you hear no, right? And Lip says good because he was worried. 
he was like, I thought we were going to have to hide the shoelaces and knives. I'm like, oh, so you in the back of your mind were like concerned. Oh, so you already noticed some, 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 some red flags. And then Lip says the infamous line, I guess the good thing about falling for Mickey Milkovich is that you can always find someone better. And bestie, you're going to eat your words. You're going to eat your words when Mickey is the only one who can bring Ian home and take care of him. And then he's your brother-in-law. Lip still hates him, though. <laughs> Lips, Lip, I mean, Lip's still like, no, Ian could do better, I think. <laughs> no, he can't. Yeah, no. Ian is the worst. He is so annoying. You're going to end up getting into a fight with Mickey in the living room. And then Ian's going to say, uh, you punch my husband again and I'll fucking kill you. That's what he deserves. It's what he deserves. Back to the house. Debbie tells Fiona. Sh- so like the boys are, Ian's like putting on a happy front and Lip sees Ian off and Ian like goes walking down the street by himself in his ROTC outfit. But then, well, then after Lip like walks away and kind of like clears the corner, Ian stops and changes directions. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So he's not going to school. Back to the house. Debbie tells Fiona she's going to stop by Sheila's after work to see Karen off because Karen is now leaving for the ashram that uh, Jody talked about last week. And then Debbie starts asking all the questions about Jimmy. She's like, are we moving to Michigan? But Fiona is like aggressively avoiding answering the question. And she's like, it's like adult stuff. You don't have to worry about it, Debbie. And Debbie says, this is a great line. I wrote it down. Debbie says, oh, so it's okay for me to be an adult when it comes to saving this family from losing this house by falsely accusing a relative of molesting me. But when I want to know where we're going to be living for the next year, then I'm supposed to be a kid and keep my mouth shut. I'll give it to her. That's the one thing I'll give to her. This was like her last good episode, too. Because then the start of season (laughs) four, she is literally evil. Yes. Yeah, Evan, you're right. We'll give this one to her, but just this yeah, one. Yeah, just this one. Just this one time. <laughs> she, like, was sane and reasonable and smart and educated, and then she became a lesbian and she was a bitch. <laughs> no, this is pre-lesbian. No, in I'm fact, kidding. it was I'm really kidding. just, like, com- it was the compet that made her evil. <laughs> when she started, like, getting involved with Holly and Maddie, it was like, oh my god, oh, she is the oh, worst. Yeah. Honestly, like, right before she got with Derek, like, at, right before Derek and uh, Maddie, that after, everything after that, scratch that. Yeah. Child Debbie, fine. Teenage Debbie, Adult Debbie, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Adult Debbie, the only good thing was when she, like, uh, saved Ian's wedding. That was it. Yeah. We all don't hate each other. We all just hate Debbie. <laughs> so true. <laughs> that sound, that sound has been going around on my For You page. But then it's so funny because like two episodes later when Franny's like, Uncle Ian's my favorite. She's like, me too. Girl, he hates you. <laughs> he hates you, babe. <laughs> Girl. And Fiona's like, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, be a kid and mind your kid business. And all like riled up from that fight, F- Fiona gets up. And calls Jimmy again and starts yelling into his voicemail about not returning her call about wanting to make it work. And like, fair, she deserves a call. She doesn't know that his phone was thrown into a lake and that he was taking it on a boat where we like are pretty sure he was killed. Yeah. Like this only lent to the fan theory that Jimmy was fucking dead. Because like realistically he would have reached out, but Homeboy doesn't have a phone right now. Because and like, like we said, we know that he comes back later, but like at this point we saw him get on a boat and go away and, like, everything that she's, like, worrying about him coming back. And then and the conspiracy theory of the Big Bang. <laughs> like, she's, like, worrying about him coming back, but the fandom at this point is like, Jimmy is dead. Oh my god, Jimmy <laughs> is dead. And she doesn't know that. And she doesn't know. She's just mad at him. 
And then Frank, who is passed out in jail, is waking up with a doctor over his face being told, hey, your liver's failing. And Frank's like, no, you're wrong, actually. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just in withdrawal. You never heard of withdrawal? And the doctor's like, hey, if you keep drinking, you're going to fucking die. Uh, so we're going to release you so that the jail doesn't have to treat you uh, because the system is broken. Well, yeah. and Frank's so funny about it. He's like, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure it will. <laughs> Frank's like, oh, cool, loophole. Like, no, the loophole is you're dying. You're going to die. You're dying. That's why you're getting out of prison. And so, of course, Frank goes directly to the alibi after being told, don't drink or you'll die. So he goes to the alibi and starts downing shots like it's his job. And uh, speaking of stupid fucking decisions, Ian is enlisting in the army. Yay! He looked Army Ian era? He walks into a recruitment center, stands at attention and goes, I want to enlist. And instead of pointing and laughing at him, this guy goes, okay. I want to enlist. He's so, like... <laughs> He's, like, too proper. Like, rolls up in his outfit, too. Like, they're not gonna just sign you in your outfit. Yes, in his outfit. And they're like, did you graduate high school? And he's like, no. Today, sir. Doesn't he say, like, today? Because he's like... No, he... No, he lies. No, he just, yeah. He says, like, yes. But then they're like, come back here with an ID and, like, either your diploma or social security card or whatever. And then he goes and, like, makes the fakes. And then he's like, oh, I have to be lit. He was like, he was like, I'll be right back. I'll be back tomorrow. He's like, I want to be infantry. They're like, he's like, when's the first bus out? They're like, tomorrow. Okay, come back tomorrow and get on the bus. It can't be that easy. Like, this has to be TV magic, right? Like, it can't be that you walk in one day and you're on a bus to basic training the next day, right? Well, they said, yeah, they said come back with your, like, all of your information. So you have to come back and, like, sign up. Because, like, if they say, like, the first bus leaves tomorrow and he was like, I'll be there bright and early. So I feel like you can rush it, but I feel like at the same time, normally there's a bit of a grace period after you sign up, but he's just speed running it. Or maybe, well, I feel like maybe it just so happened that there was a bus leaving the next day and he like Mm -hmm. kind of just caught it at the right time. And they were like, well, if you really want to be on the next bus out, it leaves tomorrow. I'm just going to go ahead and hope that this is TV bullshit magic and that this can't actually happen because wow, well, he's, like, going to basic training, but, like, the guy even tells Ian, he's like, hey, do you want to maybe think it over for a minute? And Ian's like, nope, I don't need a minute. I know what I'm doing. And he walks right back out again. They don't even ask, what's your name? Like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but um, you can enlist and literally leave the next day. You can literally leave within instantly up or up to a year. That's a nightmare. Yep. So you can leave like days after enlisting and you, you immediately just get shipped out for 10 weeks of basic training. We have to turn our country off and on again. Um, In between season three and season four, basic's only 10 weeks. Yeah. And Ian, Ian never made it out yeah. of basic. So he was only gone for... He was only gone for a couple of weeks, but then he went like hitchhiking and then came back and met up with Monica. It's still winter though. So he's only, he's only been gone for like a, yeah, like a month or two. Yeah, like, or maximum three months. Well, yeah, also maximum. because like, I know Chicago winter's long, but like also season four... Well, see, the the length of season four isn't that much time. Like, it's probably only takes place over, like, a month. Over the end of season four, it seems like it's not as, like, wintry. Like, it's less, like, snowy and... Like, maybe tiptoeing in April, April, but maybe, like, March. Well, no, March is still heavily wintry. Like, half the time it snows on my birthday, half the time it doesn't. Ian leaves... I'm so... We're going crazy on this one. So, semester ends around Christmas, right? It's, it's around Christmas, especially because Mandy mentions we have homework over Christmas break. So it's like Christmas now. Yeah. When does he come back? 
I'm gonna think two months. I think it's two months so later. So he's there for at least like enough probably to February. be able to like get involved with all the. Oh my god, Mickey was down bad. He was only gone for like a month. Mickey was down so bad. <laughs> so like that month he only was. Wait, let's get. To- go let's- ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we have to. We have to contain ourselves. We have to contain ourselves. All right. So Kevin V are at the house. They're being cute. Um and. Fiona is like around while Kevin V are being cute and is looking all forlorn. So V is like, hey, so what's happening with Jimmy? And Fiona fully ignores that question at first, but then it has become best friend shit talking time. And Kev says they aren't being fair. And he's like, the last time you saw him, you told him not to come home. She's like, yeah, but I didn't mean it. And he's like, and V says, yeah, it was just a heat of the moment thing. Kev's like, how the fuck was he supposed to know that? That's the one, like, sane thing Kev says. He was like, why do you guys always tell us not to do things and then you get mad at us when we do them? And I'm like, you told us to do them. Yeah. So he is putting up a decent case. Every once in a while, Kev makes good points. He's making a decent case right now. What he doesn't know is that Jimmy's been kidnapped. Uh, to the school. Lip comes in to collect his diploma. Um, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's, like we said, he's finishing a couple days before Christmas, so like an extra semester. And so he takes a moment and like looks at the diploma and, and the counselor is like at first really supportive, but then Lip like folds up the diploma and is like, hey, fuck you. And the teacher's like, we're taking bets of what's next for you. College, 10 to 1, prison, 4 to 1. <laughs> I think, well, Lip's too smart to get caught. So wait, is he's the only one of them that doesn't? I was about to say, I was like, I feel like Lip is the only Gallagher who's not been to prison. He's been arrested, but he has not gone. He's been real close. He's been pretty close, but yeah, you're right. Um, he's the only one who has not been. He's been like drunk tank. That and and also like yeah, I guess I would say like almost getting caught for the motorcycle heist and, but yeah, I mean, he's too smart to get caught. But like Debbie. Prison, prison. Carl, prison, prison. Ian, prison, prison. Fiona, prison, prison. Mm, Carl, juvie. Juvie, but it still counts. But it still counts. Yeah. Frank, prison, prison? Like, he's in prison right now. He's, yes, he's definitely been in in prison. Many a times. He, he, I'm watching season, like, I'm watching season, I've been jumping between season seven, season nine. He, oh no, season nine. It's when Ian's talking to him about when he's going to prison. He talks to Frank and Frank tells him about the time he was in prison. So yeah, Frank, definitely. Yes. Lip and Liam, the only Gallagher's to never be incarcerated. But Liam's like, first of all, Liam's not going to get in any trouble, but also it's like, he's too young to be getting into trouble this early. True. Yeah. Not on, honestly, no. He's he's Chucky's age, and we got Chucky going to juvie for that same bullshit that Carl put him through. I like to pretend that Chucky doesn't exist. I, yeah, I forgot about him actually. <laughs> <laughs> forgot that he existed. I wish I could, but I've been rewatching a bunch of season five. Back in season three, Col- Lip walks out of school with his diploma, and because this is the season where Ian and Lip start following in their parents' footsteps, Lip goes directly to the bar. He gets a shot for free for graduating, and then Frank starts talking about sleeping with the bartender, Kate. Poor Kate. Kate. Lip asks why Frank took the rap for Carl, and Frank's like, it's because that's what family does. Um. And then Kate, and after he says that, Kate's like, well, congratulations, Lip. And Frank's like, what am I congratulating you for? Your son graduated high school, you asshole. So Frank is suddenly like, oh, my son, my graduated son. I'm so proud of you. Because it's like he's the first Gallagher, like, out of the kids to graduate fully so far. Yep. Like, Frank went to college, but Fiona just got a GED. And 
he's like, the Gallaghers are better than everybody. He's like gloating to the bar. Tommy ignores a lot of what Frank says while Frank is talking and instead goes like, hey, Frank, why do you look like (laughs) garbage? Why do you look like crap right now? It's like, even for you, you look like shit right now. And then they almost get into a literal pissing contest, like on the floor of the bar. Isn't Kate like, isn't Kate like, not again. (laughs) You can't do that again. Yeah, Kate's like, she's like, we don't have time for a pissing contest. And they're like, or whatever. They're like, okay, pissing contest. She's like, not a real pissing contest, you fucking assholes. And so they're like, let's do a push-up contest instead. And a lot of the other bar flies get in on it, and the whole bar starts placing bets in Lip's hands. And so they do push-ups, and Tommy taps out. A guy smoking a cigarette taps out. Another guy taps out. Billy's just, like, on the ground dead, as always. It gets down to Frank and a lesbian trucker, and... Frank's like, yeah, you may have a lot of strength from hauling stuff around, but you sit on your ass eight hours a day. I run from cops. I spend my life on the streets. I got stamina. So Frank wins. Frank wins the push-up contest. He keeps it tight. He's too small. He's small and petite. He doesn't have a lot of weight to lift back up. He keeps it tight. <laughs> and Lip's like, holy shit. And he, he goes to hand Frank the winnings. And Frank's like, hey, why don't you and I go out to celebrate with an expensive dinner? And he proposes steaks and Lip's like, you know what? Fuck it. Make it lobsters. And they just decide to hang out together that day. And then we go to work with Fiona. She's like trying to do data entry, but she keeps getting distracted and making little mistakes. And like, because her brain is elsewhere and she keeps looking at her phone. So eventually she picks it up to call Jimmy again. Because after her talk with Kev, she's in like a way softer, more forgiving mood with Jimmy. So this time when she calls him, she's not screaming mad like last time. She's like, maybe I was confusing. Maybe delete that other message. I just, will you just come home so we can talk about it? Like it's a much- Oh, she's so sad. This sequence is super cool, isn't it? Like, it's kind of like a montage-y up up close to her face. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. It is really cool. I like the way this one was directed. Also pushing through her feelings, uh, we join Sheila, who's packing up Jody and Karen in the van to go to Sedona. Where is Sedona? Arizona. Ah. Debbie's also there to say goodbye to Jaime. And like, it's really, really hard for Sheila to say goodbye to the three of them. She she kisses Jaime goodbye. And she takes a moment to tell Karen. She's like, I always knew there'd be a day where I had to say goodbye to you, but I didn't think it would look like this you wouldn't have like a big scar and like joan joan is joan kills it in this scene and she tells karen no more goodbyes just see you soon and then karen's like see you soon well and she does i mean sheila does canonically go visit them in season four yeah jody promises she's like take care of my baby he's like i i will and then he gets in the car and drives away, and that is a series wrap on Laura Slade Wiggins and Zach McGowan. They're just gone now. They didn't deserve Ugh. this. They did not deserve this. But then Zach McGowan goes off to be a feared pirate captain, and this is my final plea to get you to watch Black Sails, because I actually just released a podcast episode about it. Just wow. yesterday. Everyone go listen to the Skip the Gay Parts. Woo! Skip to the Gay Parts, bitches, and watch Black Sails. I'm fucking begging you. She'll, and like, so they drive away. The guy that Sheila was, like, kind of in love with but then gave back to her daughter and her daughter and her grandson are now all packed in a car driving away. Do the Wongs know that Jaime is going to Sedona? Who knows? I don't think they care. Who knows? I think they shit. stopped They stopped really caring because he had Down syndrome. They were like, mm, don't give a shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sheila was like, you're not going to fix him. Give us back. But so they drive away and now Sheila is alone with Debbie. 
And she offers to make Debbie mac and cheese. And Debbie's like, oh, I have to get home and set up for like Lip's graduation party. Sheila's like, I'll get my coat. She's like, like, I need to do something. (laughs) She's got an empty house. Let her come. So Fiona, starting to get desperate, has now tracked down Ned. Lloyd? Who knows? Rest in piss. (laughs) Rest in piss. Rest and die. You teenage fucker. Oh, God. Nancy really, like, wrote him in in this episode and, like, added him in. And then later on, she's like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to kill that guy. I wish she killed Cash, not going to lie. Not going to lie. Cash deserved it more than Ned. Because it's like, yes, Ian was so young, but it's like, dude, he was literally a little baby, like, when Cash started hooking up with him. Yep. He was, because Ian started working at the Cash and Grab when he was, like, 14 or 15. Yep. At least, I mean... This is going to sound bad, but it's like, Ian looked a lot older when Lloyd started hooking up with him, and Ian could have lied to him. I don't know. And he met him at a club, so. Yeah, like, Ian went looking for him when Ned literally just, or when Cash literally, like, just groomed the 14-year-old that was with him. Because he knew. He knew he was young. Like, at least with Lloyd, it's like, he told, I mean, they continued to hook up, which obviously was bad, but it's like, yeah. it's like, at least, like, upon the first meeting he probably thought ian was of age yeah but cash knew he wasn't (sighs) i wish cash died (laughs) i wish cash died i wish i killed cash it with my own hands i wish cash's wife found him and killed him like that's what she deserves yes linda she was such a girl boss oh poor linda i miss linda but uh so he he asks about ian ned asks fiona how ian's doing like it's mildly okay to be asking her how her teenage brother that he was fucking is doing but then she's like she brushes it off she's like oh he's fine he's not and then she asks if ned lloyd whatever his name is has seen or heard from jimmy and he says jimmy uh what did you guys get in a fight yeah jimmy runs at any sign of conflict jimmy is jimmy's fucking long gone by now and Fiona's like, well, you know, maybe this time, maybe this time's different. She's like holding out hope that he's not actually gone. And again, we are fully convinced that Jimmy is fucking dead. So it's just so sad. But you know who's alive and well? Carol. You know, you know what else Carol is? 12 weeks pregnant. Prego. Which is when they started trying. So only three months have passed in the course of this season. 12 weeks have passed in the course Damn, of the season. Damn, and a whole fucking scene was in. Did they start trying right at the beginning of the season? Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn. So Carol says, that's that's super weird. My body, like, normally tells me when I'm pregnant. It's ne- it's never been wrong. And V is giving her the eyes. She's like, yeah, it's never been wrong. Like, bitch, what are you hiding? She's starting to question it. But back at home in the boys' room, Ian is packing his bags for an ROTC camping trip. And he's like, hey, Carl, give me back my best knife. Carl's like, oh, but my samurai sword broke and I need this until it gets fixed. And then doesn't he say, who's like, who's going to protect like uh, Fiona and Debbie from a zombie outbreak? <laughs> he goes, who's going to protect Debbie and Liam while you're gone? And Ian's like, okay, <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right, don't use it on people. And then Carl says, cats aren't people. And Ian's like, don't use it on anything living, please. <laughs> and Carl promises. And he's like, will you teach me the different hand grips? And Ian like kind of sadly goes, yeah, as Carl leaves the room. I think eventually he taught him. I'll say it. Cameron, you dramatic fucker. This boy. Cameron was eating this storyline up. He loves when Ian has a little secret. He loved it. He loved it. He was like... He loves Ian being dramatic. He was like, I get to show off my dramatics. <laughs> he loved it. He was like, he was like, yeah, I'm a child actor. Mm, yeah, yeah, I was on Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. Yeah, I had to wear oven mitts on my hands. I watched mm. the episode the other day of him in Criminal Minds, and I was just like, 
he's fucking oh. terrifying. <laughs> he's so His scary. SVU episode is fucked up too. I didn't too, see him on Criminal Minds. I watched Click the other week. Oh, dude, yeah. it is so funny when he gets hit in the face with the ball. I was like, eat shit. <laughs> he was such a little annoying kid. I was like, I hate this. <laughs> oh my God, he's a little bitch in that movie, The Giver. Cameron's SVU episode is intense. I think he did. I think he did SVU like right around season one because he's still like a little tiny baby child in SVU. Noel's SVU episodes are fucked up, but Ian's uh, cams are fucked up too. I think that was the same year he did Mall. That movie was crazy. Did you guys ever Maul watch Mall? Mall is so good. That it movie good, is fucking insane. I think I watched it because Amanda told me. One of you two probably told me to watch it. It was yeah. probably yeah. But it's oh my so god, good. I remember the scene when he like fucks that woman. I was like, no, thank you. I don't want well, it. Well, and then yeah, he's like he's like just in boxers or whatever, and it's like isn't he like tripping too? Yeah, yeah. he's tripping. I fucking, I did not like that movie. He's tripping while someone is like shooting up the mall and Vincent D'Onofrio is there. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's a yeah. bunch of like big names that you don't expect to all be in one batshit crazy movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he is eating up. He loves when Ian has a secret. He, nom nom nom. He loves it. <laughs> nom nom nom. Back at the hospital, Veronica is fucking pissed. And Kev is recording the fight on his shitty little fi- flip phone in case they want to upload it. I know, it's what to say, his little flip phone. <laughs> like, I'm going to record this in case we want to upload it on our website. Who wants to watch shitty flip phone footage? Who wants that? But V is like letting loose in this hospital hallway on her mom and people start like looking. She's like, yeah, my husband fucked my mother to get pregnant. Sorry, we can't all have babies the normal way. And like, <laughs> World star. <laughs> World star. <laughs> And Kev's like, I mean, once you go white, you always stay tight. Hey, I think I just insulted myself. I love Kev. <laughs> I love this. I love this Kev look because it's his big jacket, big pants, big boots, goatee, and ponytail look. Ah, <laughs> piece of cake. <laughs> He's like, I'm just so big and tall. I'm just a big man. Oh, if a big man held me. Carol admits, yeah, I suspected I was pregnant, but I didn't want to take a test to find out because I liked what the three of us had together while we were trying because I've been so lonely and doing this made me felt wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. And then Kev takes out the sonogram and starts talking in baby talk between the two of them to try to get the fight to stop. And it works? She's like, I'm just a little baby. He like makes, yeah, it just like makes them laugh. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Okay, I guess it's fine that you just kept fucking my husband because you wanted to. I guess that's fine. Like, what? I guess. Uh, To the show's other father, Frank and Lip are having an expensive dinner of lobster and expensive scotch. Frank is still wearing the scarf that he stole from the gay foster dads. Like, he just still has it on. Well, yeah, it was, like, part of his outfit when he went to jail, so. I know, but, like, it's evidence. They didn't take it. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was like, no, this one's mine. (laughs) And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) And Frank starts getting all misty-eyed about about how grown up and great Lip is. And he offers, like, he's like, do you want any advice? And Lip's like, uh, what? And then he says, fuck it. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Thoughts? And Frank says, you don't know what you're going to do? Good for you. You should live life like me. Live every day like it's your last. Currently, Frank, it might be. So Yeah, it sure yeah. seems like it might be. He had be. some very close calls. <laughs> and then... Frank actually goes to pay for the food with what they won from the bar, but Lip's like, hey, actually, let's um, let's not pay for it. 
and they're like dine and dash bite and bolt eat it and beat it and like it's actually really it's good this is a good scene and so they like, they don't just like get up and run away lip gets up and takes a fake phone call and he's like hey can we see the dessert menu and frank gets up and asks where the bathroom is and they make a smooth little escape to two different exits and it was actually it's so really smooth good. it's really smooth well, especially like the winter is like the best time to do that because it's like you need your coat to go outside and take a call yeah why you would take your coat to the bathroom though it's chilly it's chilly <laughs> it was just good it was nice and smooth man yeah it is and then they are real smooth with it jeremy and william h macy have great scenes together they have really good scenes together especially like early seasons yeah and then Fiona goes back to work from her weird lunch break where she visited Jimmy's dad. And there are women sitting outside Mike's office applying for jobs because there's a sales rep job up for grabs. And so Fiona hears that and just jumps right into his office. Like, and he just she just bypasses everybody sitting outside his office. She's like, hello, there's a job. I'd like that. I'd like that job, please. Thank you. And he's like, we need someone with experience. And she's like, I've been here for months. And like, Lena, you said this last week. Yeah, she has months of experience doing this job. Why does that not qualify her for this job? That's so dumb. I don't know. Well, because no, she wasn't doing sales. She was doing just calling, like just trying to get people to re-up and like office work. She wasn't doing like sales, but she did. She make points that, out to him that she got sales. She did make that one sale where the, she was like, well, remember the mailman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she accuses him. She's like, oh, this is because of the tent. This is because of what happened at the campground. And that's why you won't interview me. He's like, no, I promise you it isn't. You just don't have experience. And like, I'm inclined to believe him. He doesn't seem like the kind of scuzzy guy like that. Well, because he's like, come back with experience and like. Yeah. So her temp job is running out. So her boyfriend is missing and she might lose her job. Fiona's doing great. She's doing great, guys. Meanwhile, Frank and Lip are at an ice skating rink talking about all the things Frank never did with his kids, and they're hammered. Like, they're completely fucking shit-faced. I can't imagine ice skating while you're drunk as shit. That does not sound fun. Right? And then a conversation about Frank never taking them to the zoo turns into a conversation about endangered species, and I just really (laughs) like this one Frank line. He's like, you don't want to be endangered. Speed the fuck up. Grow some opposable thumbs or you end up on eBay for 10 grand as Darwin intended. I love him for that one. Well, and he's like, he's like, we should steal it. The rhino horn. (laughs) And Lip's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, we should go tomorrow to the zoo and break in and steal a rhino horn. I'm like, you're insane. But they get up and start to skate, but they're hammered. So they, they can't skate. They can barely stand up straight. And Frank and Lip are like actually having a great time. And then Lip pukes. And Frank's like, oh, domino effect also goes to puke, but it's blood. Uh, it's a slow motion shot of and him just like spitting. Blood. Oh my God. And then it like covers so much of the ice where it gets literally the most disgusting thing. I have to skip it when I watch it. It's so unsettling. It was kind of funny though, because when Lip goes to puke, he's like, he's like, no, Gallagher's do not puke. And then he's like, oh, domino effect. <laughs> When it happened, I, like, had to cover my eyes. I'm like, I cannot watch this. This episode is actually so disgusting. He throws up so much blood. And Fiona walks home, and Nando comes rushing up behind her. But apparently she doesn't know who he is, even though he's literally outside of her house every day. Because he comes up behind her and it freaks her out. But he hands her an envelope of cash saying, he wanted you to have this. But, like, my theory 
If Jimmy had that money, he would have spent it. He never would have saved it to give to Fiona. And my theory is that this is Nando's money. Mm-hmm. And, Nan- and Nando feels shitty for what happened to Jimmy. He also thought Jimmy was dead. And he wanted to help Fiona because he respects her. So he gave him some of his money and said it was Yeah, no, Jimmy. I definitely think because, like, Jimmy left her just, like, up and about. He was like, shit, that was, like, one of the bread makers for that family. I definitely feel he felt bad. But I feel like he didn't know he was dead. I feel like that that was probably Jimmy's money. Nando just emptied his bank account. Oh, maybe. possibly. And he probably had that money squirreled away because he was going to move without her. So he was like, I need to save money or whatever. Or that was just like his little allowance from like hanging out with Estefania. Because yeah, didn't Nando say he wrote the checks? Yeah, Nando giving her the money was like fully Nando's choice, not Jimmy. Jimmy didn't say yeah. Jimmy just wanted to talk to her. He didn't like want to leave her money or anything. Like, I feel like Nando even went behind Estefania's dad's back because, like, if he was the one controlling the money, then, like, Nando fully took that money to give it to Fiona. Like, mm-hmm. Nando supremacy. Um, Love him. Miss him forever. And because she, she even chases him down in the car to get some answers. And Nando says, she's like, did he, did he tell you anything else? And he says, he says you're too good for him. But it was always Nando saying that. Jimmy never said that. Yeah. And that's a series wrap on Nando. We never see Nando again. Goodbye, oh, good sir. Uh, love I you, loved him. He drives off. Fiona is reeling from this information and now with an envelope of cash in her hand. And then she gets a phone call about Frank being in the hospital. And so they, she takes Dar- Carl and Debbie and they rush to the hospital. Uh, but she tells them to stay behind in the lobby. And they're like, wait, but we want to go in. She's like, wait in the lobby while I look for Frank. And then she runs into the doctor and like gets the, we don't hear what he says, but we see him talking to her while Carl and Debbie like look through the window at her getting, like getting filled in. But we know, cause we saw earlier that his liver is failing and that he's dying. Uh, meanwhile, Lip is in the bathroom of the hospital puking. Also disgusting. Everything yeah, about that nasty. shot of Jeremy is gross. Well, and Fiona's like, it fucking reeks in here disgusting this episode is disgusting so she's like get up get home get sober and take debbie and carl home for the surprise party we're throwing for you take your fucking ice cream cake out of the freezer too (laughs) and fiona's like she goes to frank after lip leaves and she's like i was told you're really sick and frank's like yeah i'm not really sick the doctors don't know what they're talking about i don't trust doctors man's just eating his jello and as much as the gallagher's like hate frank in these early seasons, when confronted with the fra- with the fact that Frank might die, Fio- you can see it on her face. Fiona is freaking the fuck out, mm-hmm. and she says, "This is a great. This is a great Emmy and Bill and Bill scene." She said, "I put money in a collection box and prayed for your death. I blew out my birthday candles and wished for it. If it ever actually happened, I don't know if I would feel relief or guilt." And I'm gonna be on a soapbox for a second because this right here is why the finale of the series didn't work. Because, yeah, we all wanted Frank to die for many seasons, especially when his storylines got repetitive. And But Fiona, who is the heart of this show, she hates Frank more than anything, but she also doesn't actually know if she wants him to die, and she is deeply upset by the idea of it. And I'm bitter. Maybe more bitter than Supernatural. I'm bitter. It was just so evil. I think, personally, like, in my own... I think Fiona... I think they would all have their own, like, sort of grief with it. But I think Ian would be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because Ian was the most emotional about Monica's death. Yes, I think they would totally switch positions when it came to, like, Monica's, like, everybody who felt their way they felt about Monica's death being like, don't give a shit, like, whatever. And Ian was the only one who was really kind of grieving her. Totally switches with Frank, I think. Oh, yeah. 
Especially because Ian's like, we never really had any of a relationship that much. Like, I know he's my dad, quote unquote, but it's like. There's the line when he's like, he hates me. He hates me. They, I don't think Ian and Frank ever had a real storyline together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like they didn't spend any time together. So they didn't have a relationship. But yeah, like, that's why, like, Frank dying alone in the hospital, I guess, like, for him as a character, it's like, fuck you, you're dying alone. But, like, it didn't work. It ripped the heart out of the show because they needed to know. Like, it needed to be a moment of the family gathering and knowing this. And, like, early seasons like this where Frank is almost dying and Fiona is like, I wanted you to die my whole life, but now that you might die, I am fucking wrecked about it. I'm terrified. And she says, you need to stop drinking because Carl and Debbie would actually be really destroyed if anything was to happen to you. And when that doesn't convince him, she's like, okay, then be the narcissist that I know you are and do it for yourself. Like, don't you want to live? And she's like, if you don't change, he says, like, what if I, what if I can't change? And she's like, well, then I will know what I've always feared is true, that you don't give a shit about any of us. So do it for you. Do it for your kids. It doesn't matter do it mic drop mic drop literally it's like wow wow (laughs) it's a oh god and then we get like an incredible shot in the hospital hallway of emmy doing her ugly face crying as she runs out of the hospital but then she just like turns it off she's like okay i'm fine actually (laughs) (laughs) speaking of crying um we're going to the milkovich house spaghetti oh okay and yeah i did pause it write it out and go back (laughs) I was gonna, I was, yeah, well, this scene is pretty sinister. <laughs> it's scene, sinister, and I've seen it so many times. It's pretty anus. Yeah. Ooh, I've used it in so many edits. So Ian comes by to hang out with Mandy and say goodbye, and when Mickey comes out of his room, she goes to get the nitrous that she has so they can get high with it later and gives them a minute, and Mickey tries to impress Ian about how much he's lifting. He's up to four sets of 20, and he goes to show Ian his new room setup. <laughs> It's like a, I mean, <laughs> the little, the little, like a little insert. It's a Well, I think he, I think I can't remember how big his dumbbell was. It looked pretty big, but I was like, yeah. damn, that kind of looks pretty hard. But here's, <laughs> here's what I learned on the internet that if you want to grow your muscle size, you're supposed to do reps between eight and fifteen. So twenty, he's actually he's getting stronger, but he's not growing his muscles at all. <laughs> Oh my god. That's why he's still little. <laughs> but please know I added that bit of information and Lena and Evan both fully rolled their eyes at me. We were like, okay. Because <laughs> it's not All in right. the notes. It's not in the notes. <laughs> well, I knew. I added the same thing in my head too. You were like, he's been lifting. And I and in my head, I was like, up to four sets of 20. <laughs> but then he goes into his room and shows Ian his new room set up. And like, let's not pretend the inside of the Milkovich house ever remains consistent. It's a mystery. None of us are ever going to solve it. The bathroom is suddenly at the end of the hall instead of through Mickey's room. And then yeah. some, all of a sudden it's next to Mickey's room now. And it's like Mandy's room's on the on the left. Mickey's room's on the right. Mandy's on the left. And then Mickey's is on the left and Mandy's is on the right. Literally, I don't even want to know what's going on. They were doing some renovations in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's like, he shows him the new setup and he talks about Svetlana and that Svetlana made him take his Nazi posters down because she hates Nazis. And yeah, Mickey had him up because his dad's a white supremacist and there were Nazi posters up in the house. And Mickey suggests, he's like, hey, why don't we 
pick up where we left off. And he's like, figured if she's out there fucking dudes, why can't I? And Ian says, no. And then we get hard to get's getting me hard, Gallagher. That's a line. That's the most flirty thing Mickey said to date. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this with you guys. Actually, we have to pause recording right now. It actually, like, makes me angry how bad he gets at flirting later in the show when he was, like, actually, this was going on early in the show. And Ian's like, no, actually, I'm leaving to join the military. And Mickey's like, ah, you're not 18. And Ian's like, found a way around that. And then you see Mickey's face, like, fall. He's like, wait a minute, are you fucking serious? You're leaving? When? And Ian tells him tomorrow. He's like, for how long? Four years. And Mickey breaks. Like, you see that snap him from the inside. Okay, homeboy's literally not even leaving for four years yet. You go to basic training and then you wait a couple months and then you get deployed. He's not going away. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't get to just, like, go home. But he's like, does he? He's like, that's a dumbass fucking move. <laughs> yep. But he's, like, crying. He, like, breaks and, like, in, like, a broken voice, he's like, what do you hope and I tell you not to go? I'm gonna chase after you like some bitch. And Ian's like, I didn't come here for you, so goodbye. So true. He literally came to hang out with Mandy. And Ian is fucking numb at this point. Like, he starts to walk away and then Mickey, tears in his eyes, finally squeaks out a don't. And Ian stops and asks, don't what? But Mickey can't form any more words. So Ian shakes his head and walks away. He just like, he just like, is like, he's like, just don't. He's so evil with, he's like, he's like smirking. He's like, yeah, I got his ass playing these mind games with him. Oh my God. Because he is manic. Um, No, he just likes to play. (laughs) God. And like Mickey, like is, he's like choking on his words. He can't do it. And he, like, drops to his bed and he rubs, he does the palm of his hands on his eyes to rub his tears away. And Mandy comes into the doorframe and she's like, really? That's all you're going to say to him? You're a fucking pussy. And now Mickey knows that she knows and he's left alone in his room to cry. It's like that audio. It's like, she knows. I know she, she knows. knows. And I know, I she, know knows. she knows. <laughs> but that scene is so good because she's like, really? That's all you're going to have to say to him? And then he's just like, Huh, like puffing and then she's like the way she's like you're a fucking pussy and he's like he perks up and he's like oh fuck <laughs> she's like oh fuck she knows oh, okay amanda read, amanda read this next note please i would like you to actually <laughs> um t- i i'm glad that you associate it with a different audio because i associate it with with tears in my eyes i beg you to stay you said hey man i love you but no fucking way and yeah i did make a twin size master galovich edit edit in college my friend mac presented me he's like Listen to Twin Size Mattress and tell me this isn't Galovich. And I immediately made an edit of Galovich set to Twin Dude, Size Mattress. Let me throw one out there for you. Uh, anything off of the Twin Fantasy album by Carsey Tartarus. Specifically, though, Beach Life and Death, mm-hmm. Bodies, and mm-hmm. Sober to Death. We were wrecks before we crashed into each other. But, like, so, so much of Twin Size Mattress, too, is specifically Ian and Ian and Mickey. Like, dude, I'm begging you, listen to Bodies. Like, I just, like, it's, oh my god. Bodies? It's like, dude, Bodies? It's, oh my yes, god. It starts it's off so, so good. good. And it's like, those are you got on my shoulders. 
<laughs> I'd like to put my hands around them. Oh my god, it's so but good. But like in Ian's like depressive episode, like she hopes I'm cursed forever to sleep on that twin size mattress in somebody's attic or basement my whole life, oh, never like graduating from one side to another. And my nightmares having nightmares every night, like that is a depressive episode. Anyway, <laughs> good lives make bad stories. You can text me when punching mattresses gets old. Oh my god. He just gets it. Will Toledo, you get it. Will Toledo, you get it. <laughs> we'll have to tweet a link to a Galovich playlist again, and I'll tweet the link to my fan video. Fuck it. Everyone can watch it. <laughs> but yeah, so that whole shit happens. And then back at the Gallagher house, Sheila is in the kitchen, because remember, she came over to help with the party. She fed the kids and put Liam to bed a half an hour ago, which is why Liam wasn't at the hospital. Uh, Fiona fills in Debbie and Carl on what's going on with Frank. They took down the party stuff because they're like, nobody really wanted to party after everything that happened. And Fiona goes, hey, sometimes life throws a couple swings at you, but we're Gallagher's and there's two things we're really good at. Knowing how to get back up and knowing how to party. Call back to the pilot episode monologue. Mm. We know how to fucking party. Then she goes upstairs. She's like, everybody get the banners back out. We're having a goddamn party. And she goes upstairs to get Lip and tortures him a little bit. She's like, you want some, uh some cream chip beef how like she just starts naming just like disgusting foods she's like chicken pot pie (laughs) (laughs) i think she literally throws out chicken pot pie she's like chicken pot pie and she just like says it she's like meatloaf and he's like oh my god fiona stop (laughs) like she's like you know what fuck you i'm gonna torture you a little bit and then she's like okay give me your diploma i want to look at it so he hands it to her and she's so proud she like gazes at it like the proud mom that she is and then she's like hey so i came into some money and I put some away for rent and utilities, but I want to do something else with it. And he's like, oh, not another club promotion thing, right? She's like, no, this <laughs> might actually lead to something solid. And, like, I really like this moment. I don't know what you guys think about it, but, like, he brings up she he brings up the last time she used the, like, quote-unquote family money for something. She's, like, asking his permission to use it, building off of the fight that they had about last time she did this. Mm-hmm. She's, like, including him in the conversation now because he's mm. now a graduated and adult. she does not use that tactic at all in the remaining series. <laughs> yeah. But she's now like, he's a graduated adult. She's like, I am now acknowledging that Lip helps me run this household. So let me maybe ask him before I spend the money like this. I don't know. I just thought it was nice. It is nice. It's a good scene between the two of them. It's a great scene. I wish that their final scene together was more like this, but mm. alas... I wish she left the money to him instead of Debbie, but whatever, whatever. Downstairs, they're all waiting in the dark to surprise Lip when he calms down. And uh, don't, he's like, what is Sheila doing here? Don't ask what she's doing there. Just be happy that she's there. She's vibing. Be happy. And then we have a party. Sheila is running around to the food and stuff. And like, it's so cute. She's like, wait. She has a whole spread. It's like so cute in the kitchen. And she's like running back and forth with like all the little boys. Well, because it's like weird food. And she's like, and she like comes back. There's like barely a bite taken out. And she's like, okay, that one wasn't a hit. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it's just a nice moment of like Sheila now being integrated into the Gallagher society. Like now that, now that her side adventure, now that her other family is like gone, it's Sheila being integrated in. And like, everything's okay for a minute. And Fiona frames Lip's diploma because she's proud of him. And Debbie sits down with Sheila. She's like, and Sheila's like, oh, I have plans for us tomorrow. And Debbie's like, I'm really enjoying hanging out with you, Sheila. But maybe now that you're like, have an empty house, you should like, make adult friends because i'm 10 yeah (laughs) it is weird 
Sure is. And then Kev comes to talk to Fiona and she's like, hey, can you place a really big order for cups for the alibi? He's like, we have glasses. She's like, fuck you, order the cups and tell them that I told you to buy them. And she hands him the cash to buy the cups. So this is her move of getting the job. In the kitchen, Ian gives Lip a joint and Carl sneaks out the back. And they're like, hey, where the fuck is he going? And they're like, no, no. And they just ignore their 10-year-old brother sneaking out the back door. And upstairs, Debbie is worried about Frank and Fiona comes up to comfort her and tells her they're not moving to Michigan and Jimmy is really gone. And Fiona's like, but my potential new job comes with benefits, which means dental, which means braces. Hey, Braces. And that's like literally all Debbie cares about. She's like, okay, we're not moving. Jimmy's gone. I might still get braces. I might still get braces. Get the fucking job then. Well, because she's like, uh, he's just a boy. And meanwhile, Carl gets on a bus all by himself and goes to the hospital to visit Frank. And while Frank is sleeping, Carl starts to shave his head to let the sun rays in so they can heal him like they did with Carl's cancer. That scene is too good. It's so good. And the music. Oh my gosh. The the whole last scene of this entire. Well, we'll talk about it later because I see it's on here. But like the last, the song. Oh, oh. That's on my playlist, the song. But like, yeah, this moment, I think about this moment of Carl shaving Frank's head all the time because he like just sneaks in and starts shaving his head and Frank's like, what's going on? Carl's like, oh, I'm going to shave your head to let the sun rays in to heal you like they healed me with my cancer. And you can tell Frank's like, oh, right. That's Yeah, Frank's like, like, (laughs) he remembers and he's like, carry on. Like, it's just, it's the little moments of Frank that make you go like, oh, maybe he's not an, an enormous piece of shit. Like... And then let's, Ethan is shaving Bill's head in this scene. Like Ethan yeah. Kutsky is shaving Bill's head in this scene. Yep. He's just a kid. He can do whatever he wants. So. Like, I didn't notice that until like halfway in. I was like, oh wait, this is, he's legitimately shaving. Ethan is shaving Bill's head. And the next morning, Ian wakes up, packs his bag, clears his face off and like looks at himself in the mirror in that like, sh- in that shot. You know the one. He kisses Liam goodbye and heads out for what he believes to be a four-year tour. Meanwhile, at Sheila's house, she's hosting some people because Sheila deserves friends. Like, this whole big, like, last moment is like a bunch of cut-together little little bits of scenes. So Sheila brings people into her house. Lip gets the mail, which includes an acceptance letter to college. And you can tell because it's a big envelope. That's how we know. It's- Isn't it MIT? Yeah. And back to Sheila's house, she's having a sex toy Tupperware party and she's getting customers because she knows what she's doing with sex toys. So she's selling them. It's so cute because she's like so nervous to talk about them and she's facing away to them. And she's like, all right, if anyone needs any help filling, if anyone wants an application and he turns around and everyone has their hands up for an application. (laughs) We love her. Sheila's thriving. And then in a bunch of these quick cutting scenes, Fiona gets the job at the company because of the alibi sale. Ian procures a fake ID. Fiona, they like cut a ribbon on her office cubicle. She finally gets her very own cubicle. But it's still the same cubicle she's been working in. It's like the same desk, but it's fine. But it's hers now. We only have, we only have such a big budget. Like It's hers now. Yeah. So Ian gets on the bus and they're like, Philip Gallagher. And he's like, it's Lip. So he obviously used like Lip's diploma and Lip's ID. And, to- <laughs> and I love how the guy's like, it's just Gallagher now. 
Yep. And Ian's like, okay. <laughs> Evil little smirk. Okay. Fiona's manager's like, 22 years ago, I started here at that very desk. And you kind of see that ghost, like, pass over Fiona's face. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't want that to be me. But she gets to work. We see Ian go on the bus, all smiles, until his face, like, he gets on the bus, he's all smiles. The bus starts pulling away, and then his face, like, settles. And he looks terrifying. Cameron shifting into Joker mode. <laughs> because that's what he did. He left to go do Gotham. I mean, that's what he that's what he did during the hiatus. He did the Joker and he or he did Gotham and he did the Giver. Yeah. He left to go do Gotham. So like his face like settles into something like very sinister. So yeah, Ian's face like settles and it's sinister and it's crazy. And then he's off to do Gotham and we don't see him again until season four, episode six. Damn, literally a half I'm miss a him. whole ass season. I'm gonna miss him. Go miss him just a little bit. I'm gonna miss or him. episode seven. It might be episode seven. It's where episode... Lip and no. Debbie finally find him. No, it... Mm. Oh, no, it's episode no, it's six. Episode Lip six. and Debbie find him in episode six. Mickey brings him home in episode seven. Yeah, they, they actually end up finding him the same day that Fiona does the thing with... Because she comes in, she's like, oh, how'd the search for Ian go? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And then immediately after, they find Liam in the kitchen. So it's episode six. Yeah, they find him in episode six. Mickey brings him home in episode, in episode seven. And then episode eight is the kiss. You know. Okay. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, so at the hospital later that night, Frank and his mullet, because he now has a mullet because he was laying down when Carl was shaving his head. So he now just, the back of his head has long hair and the rest of him is just bald. So he just gets up out of bed. And then Lip goes to visit Mandy and tell her he got into MIT. Frank gets his shoes and starts to walk out of the hospital. Lip is getting a full ride scholarship to MIT and he knows it wouldn't have happened without Mandy. I guess we're just forgiving the fact that she hit Karen with her car. We're just forgiving yeah. her. Lip's Girl like, boss. hold on a minute though. You helped me out real good. <laughs> and she asks, are you going to go? And he's like, I don't know. And then Frank continues to leave the hospital. Fiona comes home as it starts to snow. Frank walks down the street in the snow in his gown with the ass out. Fiona calls Jimmy again and says, Last message, I promise. Wherever you are, bye. Frank wanders down the snowy Chicago streets. Fiona takes a minute to collect herself. She like looks up at the sky and collects herself and goes into the house and we get the credits. And that is the end of season three. The credit song is Ends of the Earth by Lord Huron, and it's excellent. That whole like, last sequence is just perfect. Ugh, it's so good. Everything blends so together. The song is playing throughout the entire scenes. Ugh, tastefully. The one thing I love about this show is how much they let people get away with just walking out of a hospital. <laughs> right? They're just, he's like, oh, bye. Like, um, I'm gonna check myself out. There's no after credit scene. There's no next week on because the season is over. Uh, season three over. is over. We did it's it, guys. Like a sad goodbye, but also hello, season four. So, y'all, what did you think of the I season love finale? This season, I love this whole like this whole season is just so good. It really wraps it up really nicely, especially with the chaoticness. It feels like it. It feels like an ending. It feels like they totally could have ended the show there. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be fair. Like people would be like, Ian deserved better. But if there was a chance that they didn't get renewed. They it's totally a pretty. It, it sums there. up a lot of stories. Like it ends a lot of storylines. Like Lip getting in the college. Fiona got promoted. Jimmy's gone. Like Ian's on his spiral. Everybody's just kind of like starting their new eras. 
Yeah, Frank, exactly. Frank disappears off into the night, you know. Like, He's going to go die in the snow. Like, so many possibilities something. are endless. Well, <laughs> and they find him in the crack house in season four. <laughs> Mandy finally knows. Even even for Mickey, this is like a Mandy finally knows moment of mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, like, if they hadn't gotten picked up for season four, this would have been, it would have been, a, like, upsetting that there wasn't more. They summed up most yeah. of everything that happened this well, yeah, season. Well, yeah, it would have left a lot up to interpretation in, like, fan media, but it Like, they did ending. with the actual finale. But in the UK yeah. version, doesn't Ian get on the bus, go away, and never come back? In the UK version, Ian is bisexual. <laughs> that had nothing to do with what she just asked. <laughs> I don't even think. No, no, no. I don't even think. No, I don't even think the UK Ian goes away because UK Ian and Mickey don't make it past the first night. No, but I, I think I remember that this was one of the things that the, that they also did in the UK. That UK Ian signed up for like the military and let me. And I'm going away. to read. I'm going to read now. I'm gonna see. Uh, he left the series at the end of season seven and he came back at the end, I think, but he stowed away in Joe Pritchard's car when he was driving to his new life with a harassed looking Karen McGuire, Karen, who like the Karen, Karen and Karen married one of Mickey's brothers, Jamie. So Jamie becomes like a main character. Lip goes to Manchester for university and he's like gone. So it's not him joining the military and driving away. I don't know why I thought that that was a thing that was also in the UK. But so that was the end of season three. And I agree. It like if it if they hadn't gotten a season four, I would have been like, all right, most of the stories like and ne- this is what an open ended ending looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is like a like a satisfying enough open ending that I'm like, OK, sure. Yep. <laughs> they so they knew how to do it. They were capable of doing it. And they just chose not to in the they end, chose I guess. chose not to. <laughs> they gave <laughs> up. Season four. I guess I also didn't even realize how little Ian was in this episode until this watch through. Because I fixated so hard on his scenes from this episode. That when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, he's really only in like 10 minutes of this episode. His scenes are he just 30 had, seconds. Yeah, he just had really big scenes, though. Like... But like, do you think at this point that they knew that Ian was going to be bipolar? Because I feel like that's how Cam was playing it. I want to say no. I feel like they gave him like the spiral intentionally, but I feel like they didn't were like, they were like, okay, what can we do with this? And they were like, oh, we have Monica, which we can play in. But I feel like at the same time, you mentioned earlier how like, this is the start of like Lip and Ian becoming both of their parents. So it also could have been that at the same time because it seemed like they intentionally were writing Lip a little in a certain path too. I think around 306, they made that decision. I think around 306, they're like, we're going to start building to something for Ian. Like, I think that that's when they're like, and now the depressive episode kicks in. Like, because when he comes back in 406, he is manic. Yeah, no, he's yeah. way into his spiral. Like, well, because, and if you think about, like, filling in the dots, it's like he has been doing drugs and living in this crack house for a month or so, maybe longer. So it's just, like, he's been, like, real down in it. (laughs) Yeah. I am so fucking excited to get to those episodes! Oh my god! Oh my god! And season four, Noel becomes a main cast member, so there's just Mickey that exists in the episode Mm -hmm. outside of his Guys, we get a Mickey- I know, we get a Mickey existing without Ian. And then they forgot about that shit later, they were like, wait, 
Never With mind, Mickey and actually. Ian only can have scenes together. I'm sorry. Wait. Never mind, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. But, like, we get a Mickey storyline. We, like, we get independent of Ian, we get for the first six episodes, Mickey gets to exist as a person with a storyline. We get Svetlana. We get Svetlana. Yes. Svetlana brought in under horrible situations, but Isadora, babe. But Isadora. one of the strongest characters. Yeah. Give her a little kiss. Yeah. Give her a little kiss kiss. We love it, Svetlana. She lives, she learns, she grows. We love Svetlana. She's excellent. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm just fucking excited for season four. That's what I can say about the finale of season three is I'm fucking excited for season four. And like, I'm excited to get to like the Jimmy moment because- Yes. Well, that's, uh, we got a whole season to go on that one. Yeah. But. Uh, and then the beginning of what could have been bisexual Fiona if they had been brave. Uh, fucking Nessa. Nessa, Nessa, Nessa. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Nessa. No, no, the no. Chick- the chick that Jimmy comes back with. Yeah. Oh, who was oh, oh with her. I forgot about her. I forgot well, because she her. doesn't even say, like, when when she, like, hits on her or whatever, she's not even like, huh, I'm straight. She's literally like, I'm married. Which, because she's married to Gus. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways, that was great. Oh, my God, I just remembered that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in the show for a second. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, oh when he was supposed to be Sean. He got he re- to be yeah, Sean. he got recasted for Dermot Mulroney because he went to go do Walking Dead. Ugh. They're two different characters, too, right? They're two they different are. characters. They are. One's named Johnny and the other one's named Sean. Okay. That, I don't think you know the fear that just passed through my body when I remembered Jeffrey Dean Morgan is coming up in the next season. Uh, John Winchester, I, what the hell are you doing here? John Winchester, oh, what are you God. doing here? <laughs> I'm so mad. Also, my favorite thing is that the diner is not the diner. It's a completely Patsies. different diner. Yeah. Okay, let's let's get out of here. That's how much we enjoyed season three. We're fucking excited for season four. Season four, we're not going to put out until, like, we're already midway through August, so we're going to try to record at least one episode early, hopefully two. Um, and we'll decide when in September. Maybe we'll, maybe it'll be mid-September. Who knows? We'll figure knows? it out. because we'll Lena's gonna Lena's going to start school. It's going to be a whole thing. I'm working full-time because everyone I work with is going to school. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what Delta is going to do to us. So, you know, oh we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but until we come back for season four, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for has, that has DM'd us and everything. Yes, the interactions have been getting so crazy. We have to give Kaylee a shout out. Uh, Kaylee, we love you. Yeah. The interactions on our, on our DMs and everything have been so crazy lately. Thank you. It's very fun to send screenshots into our group chat and just be like, get this. <laughs> and- if anybody wants a sticker, please DM us on our Instagram at luckwehadpod. And I will mail you a sticker. Yes. Uh, and you can follow us at luckwehadpod on Instagram, at luckwehadpod on Twitter. You can email us luckwehadpod at gmail.com. Leave us a rate, review, subscribe. It really does matter, especially on Apple Podcasts. Evan and Lena, where can they follow you? You guys can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at I Wanna Die 4000 or on TikTok at Unevent, U N E V A N T, or you can follow me on Twitter at Internet Life You. And Lena, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kojak, C O J A C K K, and you can find me on Twitter at Durs Holmvik, like the character from Workaholics, except the L in Holmvik is an I. Amanda, where can they find you? Oh, also, sorry. Happy belated birthday to Lena. Happy, happy belated birthday. birthday to Lena. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm Nasty now. 19. I'm Narcissistic 19. 
<laughs> I'm an old bitch who you can follow on Instagram at abnormalamanda18. You can follow me on Twitter at abnormalamanda. You can follow me on TikTok at abnormalamanda underscore 18. You can follow my other podcast, Skip to the Gay Parts, on Twitter. Uh, everyone go uh, listen to her other podcast. Yes, I now have episodes about Dean Winchester, Castiel, uh, Charlie Bradbury, and Captain James Flint of Black Sails. So we're we're getting super fucking gay over there. And yeah, that's it. That's the episode. You're we so did good with three. the segues, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good with it. You know, 40 episodes in, I think I'm getting the hang of this thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, we did do four full seasons. Uh, God crazy. Damn, we've done 40 episodes, Amanda. That's what the insane. fuck? This is insane. That's so weird. I Like, I know we don't have a massive viewership, but, like, it's fucking crazy. I love That's this. That's 40 yeah. hours of our time. And for Amanda, even more, because it takes her ever to edit. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and even more, they have to listen to us talk. <laughs> yeah, give Amanda her flowers. We're giving Amanda her flowers for all the work she does. Uh, And, you know, we'll, we're going to do the damn thing next season, and we'll see you then, whenever that is. Until we'll then. See you whenever. Let's get the fuck out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.